Welcome to TikTok Radio. I'm your host, Victoria Jameson. I'm a verified TikTok creator and professional makeup artist based in Dallas, Texas. After gaining over 800,000 TikTok followers in just six months, I became obsessed with helping aspiring creators and entrepreneurs unlock their full potential on the fastest growing app in the world. If you're looking to find your niche, increase your income, and build your influence with short form video content, then you are in the right place. My goal for this podcast is to inspire and empower you with actionable tips and insight from top TikTok creators so that you can master the For You page and build your brand on TikTok and beyond. There's no better time to start than right now. Let's dive into this week's episode of TikTok Radio. Hey guys, welcome back to TikTok Radio. Today we have a special guest in studio. We have Dr. Jordan Whitley, who is a chiropractor. He works with animals and humans, and he came across my For You page a while back. So welcome. Well, thank you. How did you get started on TikTok? I know there's like a lot of chiropractors on social media, but why TikTok? It's kind of a funny story. I, it always is. I actually just posted something as a, as a joke because I saw TikTok up and coming and I saw it was like around the time everybody was doing all the dance stuff mm-hmm. and it was always the jokes of like the the, the dads dancing in front of the, the ring light and all that. Well, I posted a video of me working on a baby tiger. So I actually worked on one of Joe Exotic's tigers. Oh, man. Yeah. And so I posted that video and immediately got taken down was for animal abuse. Joe pre- Exotic? Or is this pre-Netflix Joe Exotic? I can't remember if it was right around that time. And I can tell you some behind the scenes stuff. I was actually in- involved in part of the the funds. Yeah, yeah, We can talk about no that. No way. Yeah, now that it's okay. actually out, I can talk about that. But, but yeah, so I, I worked on one of Joe's Tigers. I posted the video and it started getting a lot of hit. It immediately got flagged. I mean, it was over and over again. People were like, this is animal abuse, animal abuse. And so it got flagged. It got taken down. And, and I was I was pissed. So I, I sent TikTok, like, I was like, here's my license. I'm an animal chiropractor. Like, this is what I do for as a profession. I promise I'm, I'm a doctor, all this stuff. And I was like, well, this is stupid. So I posted another video right behind that one, or right after it got taken down. And it was a the video of me working on a horse. And it got 40 million views in like three days. I think that's the one I saw. Yeah. Like, it where you're like standing. On the horse. Yeah. yeah. So right around that time, India was actually incorporated into TikTok. Um, mm. And if you remember, they they got rid of yeah. like, India. So off what year was this? Like, t- was this 2020? It, yeah, it had to have been 2020. It's like pre-pandemic. Did you start TikTok right before, before the pandemic? Yep. Okay. That was like yeah, yeah. right when the boom. Right. Right when this podcast started. Yeah. yeah. So it was, it was cool with a pandemic. I mean, everybody was forced to stay at home yeah. and to watch TikTok, which just drove TikTok through the roof. It really but, did. But we had so many views on that. And then it was like, oh man, maybe there is something to this. After that, it was the like USA Today and, and the Tamron Hall show and just all these interviews back, I mean, over and over and over again. But the whole thing started at me posting something as a joke saying like, oh, well, maybe, maybe a video, like maybe people would want to see this. And then Every video after that was millions and millions and millions of views. That's and amazing. It was really, really cool because people were going, Wait, what are you doing to an animal? Like uh, chiropractic, like I don't believe in it for people, but yet you do it for animals. Or I've never even heard of chiropractic or I've never heard of animal chiropractic mm-hmm. or, or whatever. And it got to the point where like somebody sent me something. And it was like from China. And it was like my face, it looked like a ramen noodle box. Like my face was on a box, like a cutout of my head and a cutout of an animal's head floating. And then like like Cantonese, whatever, all, all written all over it. And it was just, it was crazy. And I was like, wow, this That's is like international. Wild. It was so cool. But also so much stress. Yeah. So much yeah. Stress. That's another part of being a content creator that yeah. no one talks about is no. it's a lot behind so, the scenes that yes. goes on. So much stress, but also like there's so much negativity too, that going through 
comments and stuff, you eventually mm-hmm. get to the point where you have to like have a, a come to self moment where you're like, okay, I, I can no longer look at the comments yeah. unless they're going to be productive or I can use them to then create more material. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it just became too much. Did you create like chiropractic content online before TikTok? Not really. I mean, I'd have a video every once in a while. You know, whenever I would go work on talent, I'd want to video it or or take pictures with like Danny Gokey, Jared yeah, Leto. Yeah, you worked with a lot of celebrities. Right. Yeah. And so that stuff is more like I thought about taking pictures with them, but it was never like, well, I'm going to take this video of me working on you because it, it seemed almost like... A, exploitive. Uh, yeah, Ex- yeah. Is that how you say yeah, that word? Yeah, exploit, exploitive. Yeah. Exploit. I wasn't trying to exploit them. Yes. I'll say it like that. So I was trying to use my relationship with them as a as a relationship rather than it being here, look what I did. Yeah. And I mean, like I was on like the bus with Whiskey Myers and I was hanging out with them and eating their pizza and, and drinking their beer and, and working on them and hanging out with them. And then after that, it was like we created a relationship rather than it being like, here, I, I really want to take a video with you so that I can post it so I can get a ton of views. Right. It was like really about creating those relationships. Yeah. Interesting niches here because it's like the animal yeah. chiropractics that like not, I feel like a lot of people know about. Right. And then you also work with celebrities. So right. how did that happen? So I, I listened to this guy a long time ago. He was talking about creating your own, your own demand. Right. And so I think it started with Whiskey Myers. I was actually at the Tumbleweed and they had performed and I'm sitting afterwards and I'm looking around. I'm like, wow, I'm looking at what used to be in my, the dance hall I used to go to all the time. And it just looked like terrible. And I'm just drinking a beer, just kind of irritated and looking around. I see this door open. I see their bus and I see this guy start walking. So I just followed him. So I followed him and I walked up to the bus and I was, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. So I just knocked on the door and they're like, yeah. And I was like, somebody ordered a chiropractor. I'm like, no, you like, not. oh, it must've been, it must've been blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Come on up. And that's what started it was me creating that's that cool. own demand. So from there it was, I used that experience to then walk up to the next group or I'd, I'd talk to somebody at like the diamond ballroom and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I was whiskey Myers chiropractor. And so oh my if I need to be and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Stone temple pilots. It's or, like making your own opportunities there. Exactly. So that was pre pre TikTok. Then oh, way, you're already way doing that. Yeah. yeah. Way before. So then you start posting on TikTok. You start getting these millions of views. Did mm-hmm. the following come very quickly with that? Or did it take a little bit to ramp up? It's, I would say it, it was very quick and then it went very stagnant. Yeah. Very fast. We, I've heard that over and over on yeah. this podcast. Yeah. It's, it, it like rose up and then it was like, wow, this just keeps rising. And then we're talking like a hundred thousand followers per night. Mm, that's a lot. So how long stopped. did it take you to get to a million? I think a million may have taken maybe, maybe a month. That's wild. Yeah. yeah. I love hearing stories where it's just like super explosive growth yeah. because it's, everyone has a very different experience. Like some people grow overnight, like you right. did, who have no experience in content creation. And it's right. just like, it just happens. And then some people, it takes them five, 10 years to get, not 10 years. Social media hasn't been around 10 years. Mm, right. It takes them a lot longer, but it's interesting to see the different perspectives yeah. on oh, it too. Oh yeah. And it's, it's amazing that it, de- and it depends on what you're, what you're posting yeah. to. So you have somebody who posts something that's like, wow, that shouldn't have very many views. And all of a sudden their following increases to the point where you're like, what? Yeah. But I think I'm not sure. I know with certain platforms, you can actually buy followers too. So which I think TikTok is allowing people to do. I think you can. I I wouldn't trust it. I mean, any of those features, you're really going to kill your account essentially. It's like, it, which can just really damage your engagement. And I, it's a leak, not illegal, but against the rules. Yeah. So it can get your account deleted. It's like, right. why risk it? No, I, yeah, that's that's asinine. 
it's I'd rather have people that are interested in my content, yes. not yeah. not a bunch of people that don't have any clue as what what I do. But we were talking about India before, right? Mm. So like with India, like we had massive amounts of followers and views, but as soon as that dropped off, so did all those followings. We watched it go up. And oh yeah, it. did you have a big drop in followers? Over a hundred thousand. Yeah, that, that's a I mean, considerable that's, amount. Yeah, it's more it's than a lot. lot of people ever yeah, get that's sometimes. A whole lot. That was an interesting ordeal. There's that beginning of like your TikTok fame too, where mm-hmm. it's like you walk in somewhere and you're like everybody might know me because I've got 1 million followers and it's just I don't know my head got really really big very quick <laughs> oh my god yeah. see I never have been recognized from TikTok really ever but I think it's because I do a lot of like DIY stuff that right. I'm not like physically in all the time yeah might be a factor but I mean animal chiropractic is a little bit more noticeable yeah. like I don't know you're in your videos yeah it what's crazy is like I'm in my videos but not enough that it would potentially qualify for like any sort of verification because it's more like a video of me doing something, not mm. a video of me do like talking like or, or being engaging with mm-hmm. like the camera or anything else. It's also weird. Well, the biggest thing for verification is media outlets, like mm. international media outlets. If you can get like news coverage, it actually surprises yeah. me that you're not verified because you're actually like a doctor. Yeah, I got a request for verification. We got asked to do like a TikTok live. Oh, so we cool. did a TikTok live like for TikTok. Yeah. And we did like an hour long like educational piece like talking talking about the office oh, and animals cool. and a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And then right after that, they were like, here, we'd like you to submit some stuff for verification. I was mm-hmm. like, awesome. I submitted 47 different links, 47 different hyperlinks for news all over the world. It and did you didn't get quali- verified? It did not qualify. Dude, I shouldn't have ever been verified. I, the only reason I think I got verified was because I was on Musical.ly. Mm-hmm. I had like maybe a hundred thousand followers on Musical.ly before it was TikTok. Yeah. And at the time it was all kids creating content. So any adults that got on there and created mediocre content, like yeah. we're getting followers. And right. so I think from there I got verified and, and yeah. people are like, oh, how are you verified? Yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Just, it's like, just got know. lucky, I guess. Yeah. But yeah. It's, I think also people put a lot of emphasis on the blue check mark, but yeah. really like engagement and followers is the most important thing. And you have right. great engagement. Like you well, get good views. Try. Yeah. Yeah. We, what's crazy. So with what I do, like if I were to show you like a video of me working on a person, one, it's probably not going to get very many views yeah. just because that, I guess that's not what I'm known for. So it doesn't matter. And I run like a full human practice. I mean, we still, we'll see like 80 people in a day. Yeah, I was wondering about that. Yeah. So we see full human practice. And then the other side of my practice, there's actually like a glass door that you walk through to get into the animal area. Mm. And so then we'll see upwards of like 20 animals a day. And we're talking like we had a lady drive or a fly in from California with her dog to get worked on. And we had a lady drive up from Mexico. Do you think TikTok has helped you reach a wider audience for services, though? Oh, for sure. That's so cool. It's it's really cool in like the educational piece of it, though, Mm -hmm. too. So like we were able to take and educate people all over the world that like maybe they don't have to put their animal down. Maybe there's like a a second chance Mm -hmm. through chiropractic. That's kind of helped people where they're like, don't have this here but you do here in America. So we'll fly to you. You're the only person we know of because we saw you on TikTok. I'm like, that's amazing. That's cool. It's amazing the reach we've been able to have. So that's the cool part is like, I always wanted to be on like the Ellen DeGeneres show. I always thought that would be my ticket to be able to show people more about what we do in an Mm -hmm. educational sense. And then something like TikTok blows way past that. And our, our viewers and our, our reach is so much further. We're able to show people that stuff. It's absolutely crazy. We had the videos, like I can show videos of me working on people, no big deal. But then I show them an animal and all of a sudden their minds are blown. And they're like, show me more. I want to see more. Or it's, you're the animal abuser. I was going to say, I bet that the fact that chiropractic is 
controversial in the yeah. sense people are very opinionated on it very. so i feel like that almost helps you in a way because you yeah. get the comment if you can get someone fighting in your comments that's yeah. how video is going to go viral yeah they boost it for you oh man it's it is insane some of the stuff that we get though but like when in the very beginning i was getting death threats oh, it was like yeah i'm sure you know you're abusing animals somebody <sighs> should come kill you whatever okay but we were talking about those thanks negative for comments. the views though yeah yeah thank you for the views and thank you for sharing it 500 times yeah. with that video we have to be very careful of how we edit the video too so that can jump into the the fact that i i don't do it all myself anymore yeah it takes i'm too curious much. how did that transition so you obviously are a full-time chiropractor mm -hmm. and have this booming practice but how do you manage being a content creator because at one point you're well, how many followers 1.8 million right now i'm at 1.5 or 6 i, I don't think. know i, I 1.8 sounded it. like a uh, you have over a million followers that's pretty <laughs> yeah. pretty impressive so how do you manage that actually having a real job on top of that it's really really hard Especially whenever, like, my job takes up all of my time. Mm -hmm. It's really hard for me to, be to try to video what I do, but then also edit what I do, and then post it and know the algorithms and know what's going to what's gonna work and what time of day and, and all of that. Yeah. And so what I did was we, we had one person who was doing all the editing for us and doing all the posting, and that got to the point where it was too much on her. Like, mm. she was like, I do this kind of full-time, but, like, I've got so many other things. I've got a family, and mm -hmm. it became too much. So I actually have somebody, one person who edits only, one person who posts only, and one person who films or videos basically a social media team pretty much after this following just grew right it's because of the not so much so that we have followers or not so much that i make a ton of money off of tiktok which we know doesn't really happen it, if we continue to post then we continue to show people what we do and we continue to that voice that's yeah. still there because eventually you just you rise to fame and then you die off mm -hmm. to some extent so we want to continue to be relevant and without having to compromise anything that we do and that somebody was like here here you should be dancing like this in one of your videos i'm like Haha, no like i don't <laughs> um, dance i don't dance in these videos like because it's it's about the content mm -hmm. now with that though it's it's kind of hard because the the content, you can take a video and, and five seconds one direction or five seconds the other completely changes the yes. content of the video. Yeah. So in, in saying that you take a video, we have to be very careful that we're showing the full extent of a video or having context to some degree. You can give every context in the world. I can show a dog that can't walk and then can fly after we adjust it. And I will still have people that just badmouth what we do just because they don't believe in chiropractic. Mm -hmm. It's so. just one of those things that it's, you can't it's a, win. Yeah, it's not a winning battle. So it's a, it's not worth trying for. It's it's really, really cool, though. I see all the time people are, are commenting or, or posting or, or saying something about or tagging us in a video where, like, an animal can't walk or an animal can't whatever. And they're like, hey, hey, what, what is your opinion on this? I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And then I can give my opinion on it or, you know, something. I mean, we're able to help people in other areas. The, the sad thing is there are not a lot of people that do what I do. But that, that leads into this really, really cool thing I, I have going on at the end of next month. So at the end of April, we get to go teach veterinarians. Part of the world, they don't have anything like this. That's awesome. Yeah. Was that an opportunity from TikTok? It 100% was. That's because so amazing. It, it, people saw what we did and they were like, hey, we don't have this where we are from. So we need you to come here and show us. So I'm like, okay, cool. Let's do it. I love hearing stories like that because I think a lot of people, especially people over, I would say 30, think... Mm -hmm. Okay, TikTok's a dancing app for kids. Right. There's so many unique and cool stories about ways people have expanded their career, yeah. even in a like really traditional career path like medicine right. with TikTok. 
Like you wouldn't have had that same opportunity without having a social media presence. When you were building your team, did you look for people that were already knowledgeable on TikTok or did you teach them what you were doing and train them that was, way? Not really. So when it came to TikTok, one, the, the guy that was doing the video stuff for us had, had videoed before and he knows my style of video that I like showing, like very cinematic type stuff. Mm -hmm. The social media person had no clue, but she, she was very quick to catch on. Yeah. And then our, like with him, it's, I mean, you're, you're basically looking at three separate departments and you, you can't treat them all the same way going, okay, I think I want to do this idea. It's, I have this idea. Now here's how we need to edit and be very careful about not editing these parts or changing this or make sure you get the full context mm -hmm. of this or make sure that in this, you catch the, the owner's reaction or the owner's words, because that solidifies the storytelling, right? Yeah. Exactly. The full story. And then with the person that's posting, she had no idea about TikTok or really had no, I mean, no experience, uh, experience no in it. Experience. Yeah, no hands-on experience. So giving her that experience has been great, but she also was really great with like YouTube and Instagram and all the other ones. So yeah. they handle TikTok and then from TikTok, it flows down into our Instagram and our Facebook. Yeah, so yeah. you've had a lot of spillage mm -hmm. for over oh, yeah. into yeah, other yeah. platforms, it looks like. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's been, that's been the easiest thing to do because it's, you're, you're, not reusing, but you're taking something you already have and making it work for all your different mm -hmm. platforms. Like Facebook and Instagram are very, very local. Unless you, unless somebody catches wind of what you do, it's very, very local. Whereas TikTok is a scrolling feed of all over the world if their algorithm plays right. So like with Instagram and Facebook, it's very local and those are pretty much for our patients or for family or for people who we, we know we're going to get referrals into the office for. Whereas the other ones are more of like educational like we're expecting people in other countries to right. see it, not necessarily in our backyard. Yeah. So that's a, a good distinction is showing kind of how TikTok's kind of like the top of the funnel. That's where you get the biggest reach. Mm -hmm. The only thing kind of kind of competing with that right now is reels, but I do think there's better conversion on TikTok. Right. And then people will follow you on other platforms to get more information and to keep more up to date with your content, especially yeah. for you being a service, you can't really give right. someone a chiropractic experience right, right. across the world. So right. I think a lot of people are skeptical who own more traditional businesses that TikTok can't work for them. But I right. think you're a great example of there are opportunities to be had that aren't necessarily clients. Right. You're having like an education opportunity from it. Right. And I think sometimes people don't realize that that potential really is there and you don't have to be a famous content creator right. starting out to get there. Right. A hundred percent. It would work for if any profession, it, whether it be like educating on what you do. And because of that education, people follow you and love you, or it's a, I don't care what it costs for me to get your, your, whatever your product is. I want it because I see the, the hard work you put into it in your videos or, or whatever. Or they, um, they like you. Yeah. Or the, yeah. Your personality. Your personality. Yeah. I mean, there are people I follow that I'm like, I don't know what this guy's selling, but I love listening to his voice. I mean, like people will, will like somebody and then follow their business or they will go, you know what? I, d I don't need your services, but I know somebody who Referrals, might, I know yeah. somebody in your area or, I mean, and it really depends on, on the platform of which like your, your business is based on mm -hmm. depending on if you're like product or service. How do you guys stay coordinated on? Cause obviously, I mean, you're, you're not coming from a advertising background. So right. managing kind of your own social media department, how do you guys approach that? Yeah. So that, I mean, that's a great question. Cause we are actually meeting tomorrow morning. So perfect timing. yeah, perfect timing. Basically what I do is I, I, say, okay, for the month, this is my, this is my goal for the month. I, I would like this many videos, this many of this, this many of this. And then we have a full library of every video that we've ever taken. And so we can go, okay, look, I think that right now let's go ahead and, and hit 
like some horse videos. I'd like some videos that show this, this, and this. Or let's say that we're coming up hypothetically, let's say Oklahoma, we've got a big horse event coming in, or we have like the OIE, like some sort of small animal event going on. We can go, okay, let's post videos about that kind of stuff because it's more relevant to the people around us because we do know it is going to funnel down. Yeah. So then by the time it funnels down, we are throwing this to local people. So let's go ahead and make it about them and what's going on in our in our town. Um, Smart. Tr- trying to be. Because it's it's at the end of the day, I mean, a team costs too. And so I want to make sure that it what we do is 100% worth us putting the time and effort into it. Yeah. Because what we were talking about the monetization of TikTok and, and stuff is not very high unless you have millions and millions and millions of views consistently. Are you doing any... I know that being a doctor, you run into like legal things with who you can work with and who you can't. So have you done sponsorships on TikTok? To an extent I have sponsorship wise. It's like stuff that I I know I use or I need Mm -hmm. like, so like rinse kit, we are, it's been flipping cold since we got our rinse kit. So I haven't really been able to go out and use it a whole lot, but like I work on horses, I'm covered in mud. Mm -hmm. And so then I can use it to spray myself off. And I'm like, it would make sense for us to make a video. Right. And so we do something like that. Or actually I'm working with a company who makes uh, they're, they're make braces for dogs. And so I'm like, oh. I see dogs all the time that, yeah. So I, I have tried coming up with my own thing for some, some of the dogs we have coming in. And, and a lot of times it's a, I'm sorry, I've done as much as I can. Now what we're going to do is I can't fix the problem that you currently have. What I can do is help with the compensation created from that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like somebody has a broken leg. Hey, I'm sorry. I can't work on that. But what I can do is I can help your lower back because you're going to be limping for a while. Right. Yeah. So these braces will actually help with like a lot of the knee problems that some of these dogs have that I'm not going to be able to fix because of wear and tear over years mm-hmm. or, or an actual like structural defect. And so, I mean, the, yeah, it's been cool being able to do that kind of stuff, but there are a thousand different ad companies trying to get a hold of you all the time going, Hey, 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 would you like to promote our NFT? I yeah, get the yeah. NFT ones all the time. And I do not post about finance at yeah, all. I'm no. like, what makes you guys think that I yeah. would be a good match for this project? Exactly. You're like, I don't, I don't do that. This isn't who yeah. I am. I mean, we have companies all the time that reach out and I'm like, I don't know if this is a good fit for what we do because I don't want to take away what I do mm-hmm. to, to be an advertisement for you because then I look like an advertisement. And that's where I think a lot of creators make the mistake of kind of selling out mm-hmm. and saying yes to brand deals just because right. they want a quick buck and then not realizing that like long-term it really can hurt your platform. Right. But it's great that you don't really have to focus on the monetization to an right. extent because you are funneling to your businesses, right. which is right. more effective long-term in a way. Right. And my main goal for this, and, and not to knock anybody that makes this a, a living, because I think it, it can be a phenomenal living, mm-hmm. it, but you do have to run across multiple platforms or be very active in posting yeah. and all to make sure that you do end up having that monetization. But basically, I just want it to pay for itself because the educational component or the people wanting to come see us through the office is the return that I'm getting. Right. And it establishes you as an expert in your field. Exactly. I got a letter. I got this sweetest letter from a lady in like a handwritten letter from what's crazy is their paper. Like it was really long too. It's like, it looks like almost like between legal and normal standard paper here. But yeah, so she, they wrote this beautiful letter and it was like, you were the leading expert in your field and what you do in the world and all this stuff. And I was like, what? I don't see myself like that. That's crazy. But it, we, we got lots of letters and we have voicemails. When we come to the office, we got 10 voicemails. I'm like, well, this is kind of weird. This is a little more than normal. And it's just people from all over the world 
I just want to call you and tell you that we love what you do and thank you so much for helping animals. And I'm like, oh, that was amazing. That was really it evens beautiful. out the people leaving yeah. hate comments, exactly. telling you that you're an animal abuser, yeah, probably. Exactly. Yeah, it. I, I focus more on that. What's great also about having a team is they can filter that right. stuff for me. And comment filters are like the best thing ever. Oh, yeah. I don't even know if we even use those because sometimes we love taking the bad comments and turning around and using them for a video. A lot of creators do that is yeah. like taking the bad and turning it into yeah. like a funny commentary. Or Right. What I try to do is I try to make it to where it's always like a fun type of thing if I'm if I am commenting on something that is like super mean or whatever and we had this we had this animal running around through the office or something in one of our videos and one person wasn't wearing a mask in the video it was like in the height of COVID and like oh he must be an animal or a Trump supporter and I'm like no he's an animal he can't vote you know, and it's like, that was the comment. It was just something to like, kind of, kind of chill everything out yeah. to, because it was taking something that could be beautiful and, and making it political. And I was mm-hmm. like, that's not what we're here for. How has kind of your approach to marketing in general changed since you started growing on TikTok? Uh, yeah. I always thought of marketing as like billboards. I got to put an ad in the paper or I have to sponsor a swim team. It kind of opened up this realm of like, you don't have to do that traditional style and you don't have to go all the way through the, let's make a Facebook ad and I'm going to spend $500 a month and target people who are the age 45 who have one right shoe and whatever. And it made me realize that I don't have to do that anymore. So whenever it comes to really marketing myself in my videos to make sure that the videos are me so that people go, I want to go see him because he's marketing himself already mm-hmm. or how I present myself on something like this. Right. So yeah. it's like that markets for itself. The, the passion that I have markets itself, but it, it made me want to pull away from the traditional ways of marketing and put it more into something that people are scrolling on all day long. Because I caught myself today in any free time I had for whatever reason, it was just mind numbing to just flip through TikTok. And I realized an hour had gone by. The scroll hole. Yeah, yeah exactly. We all get sucked in. Yeah, that person that goes, hey, I think you've been scrolling a lot. You need to go to bed. You don't want to see my screen time. It's pretty bad. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know if I can see my, I don't want to know. What yeah, yeah you probably no. don't want to know, honestly. No, I, don't. I, I I get like a reminder every week and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> it's like your screen time is up 15%. I'm like, yeah. this is embarrassing. But at least I have the excuse that I'm working. I'm right. researching. Right. That, was, that was my excuse. In the beginning, I was like, yeah, I'm researching the, the algorithm. I mean, there was some some extent to that right so you're like oh wow this song is very popular or wow yeah. this is going yeah, on you have to keep a finger on it so right. now that you have a social media team helping mm-hmm. you out do you spend as much time researching or do you kind of outsource that a little bit it's it's a lot of outsourcing but yeah. it's like i will i'll just keep an eye on it and if i see that we're not doing something i'll go hey guys what what are we doing here like where where are we going whenever it comes to like the audio portion of our stuff not just the content but the audio part of it and then stuff like that or mm-hmm. or like hey this this dance is really popular or this drone footage is very popular I'm trying to plan ahead but a lot of it's been I let them try to handle all of it and then they'll send me stuff all the time too it's like hey somebody had this video you need to do at this you need to stitch this video that's you good need that you have that me. because I think it can be really overwhelming for business owners because you're an expert at what you do in chiropractic you don't necessarily need to be an expert at social media. So it's great to bring in people that have more experience and knowledge and time to be able to do it. One thing that I think is smart that you've done is a lot of people struggle with whether they're going to build a personal brand or they're going to build a business brand. So what you've done is you've positioned yourself as an expert. You are still being able to promote your clinic and, Mm. and drive traffic there, but there's the difference between presenting yourself on social media versus presenting a business and right. the business being the identity. So right. I think that there's a lot of power there in push because eventually some people want to sell their practices. People right. want to retire, but you can still have that platform. That's not going anywhere because that's right. you. 
Right. And then your your content eventually gets to a point where if you run out of ideas, you run out of content. Mm-hmm. If you put yourself in a box, you can only go within the parameters of that box. Exactly. And it's really, really hard. So like we want to make sure that we're constantly posting new videos and our videos can expand over all sorts of stuff. I mean, we can go back to the, I want to do something or I want to, which, which helps you with content creation or new adventures. Yeah. Um, and looking at the comments too, because people ask. So I always yeah. tell people, if you're stuck on content, go look at the questions people are asking in your comments right. or in creators' comments that are in your niche. So right. there's always questions out there people want answered and people right. love learning on TikTok. Oh yeah. Yeah. And if it's something that people can go home and do themselves, they're more likely to share the videos. If you give them a tidbit that they're mm-hmm. like, I did not know that they're able to then share that. Just like my first video was a chiropractic on an animal. And it was like, I did not know this. Therefore I'm going to share it with the world because I got as much of a reaction. Like I want to see if everybody else gets the same reaction. Yeah. Not everyone's seen a horse being adjusted. Right. It's, right. it's a very unique. Right. And so concept. We'll, we'll have some new videos up probably in the next two months or so that may, may throw us back in that little bit of a loop because I've worked on all sorts of stuff that I can't show. How does that work? I, I know a couple other people that do similar type content where they're getting videos like with clients right. in whatever industry they're in. So when you want to make a video working with a specific dog, like how do you approach that with yeah, a client? They sign a, like a video waiver mm-hmm. in the very beginning that it's like whenever they fill out their thing of paperwork, it's like, would you allow us to video? And I'm paraphrasing, but it's like all the yeah. legal terminology of like, we are going to film do you or do you not want us to film you? And if there's no film, then we know that we can't film that specific animal because uh, the owner is also in it. Potentially we clear that, that air in the very beginning. That's uh, smart. Yeah. And then it's always whenever they're in the room, it's, it's like, Hey guys, we're going to be filming today. Cool. And, and I roll into what we're doing and I try to do it in a way that I'm not ever like, okay guys, like this is what we're doing. It's always a, let me go ahead and video do what we're going to do because these people also have lives. Yeah. I don't want everything to be here. We're going to video this. And they're like, yeah. oh, it's like a be. production. Right. That's the great thing about TikTok is really one has a smartphone now right. and you can create content with right. your smartphone. You don't right. have to have any crazy equipment or lighting right. to get started. Right. Exactly. And, and so sometimes I'll even with the animals, I'll say, Hey, look, I, I see your animal once a week or I see them every once in a while, but you see them every day. Would you mind going ahead and filming the progress that we're making? Do you have any video from before you came to see me? Yes. Okay, cool. Let's take that and then daily go ahead and video because what you can do is you can see the progression because I only see them once every couple days or weeks or whatever. And so I see the progression but you don't. It'd be like looking in the mirror every day and not seeing yourself lose weight, even though you've lost weight. That's genius because you're basically outsourcing your content creation to your clients. And it also makes them feel special. Like they're like, oh, I'm going to be on this TikTok. They think that's really cool, I bet. We've had a lot of people that are like, here you go, here's this video. And then they're just like, oh my gosh, I saw little Susie on the video and I had to show all my family. And so it's it's really cool, but it also shows that stuff that I'm not going to catch in the office or the stuff people are like, well, you made that up. And I'm like, I know this is a video from their home. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't make this up. I'm not there. There are things that like I'll work on people's animals. And like I said, I worked on Joe exotics tigers. Like, I got full permission for that one. I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure it was like, post oh, he, oh, the yeah. tag me. Oh, oh, geez. Yeah. So all about it. And that's a fun story we can get into, but yeah, he was all about posting and he was running his own show at the time. Like trying Th- to, was this when he still had the zoo? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So this is like oh before he got arrested. Yeah. Arrested. Yeah, so all the drama. Yeah. So, so I was working with the zoo here in yes, town Yeah. and, and so I've worked on like chimpanzees and bears and lions with them and that that's their property so i can't show anything without their permission well i go to joe's and he's like come here i gotta show you something and he just walk around the corner and he's like all right well so he had told me some stuff about like the tigers that i was working on and all that stuff but he was like if you can't get this tiger well i'm just gonna have to take it out back and shoot it 
And I was like, holy crap. Okay. Oh, no. I was like, all right, some pressure. And then that's what he was yeah. kind of in so, trouble for. Exactly. After I worked on this baby tiger, he has me come around back and he has a cow hanging from a forklift on one side and he's got like a front end loader on the other. And he's got like fire hoses stretched between them and he has this cow hanging off the ground. Like he's got it suspended in the air. And he's like, well, we found this in a, in a mud pit. And it's still alive, and it can't use his legs. Can you work on it? And I was like, no, not like that. All of a sudden, he turns me around, and there's a camera crew facing us, and then there's a camera crew behind them. Was so, this when he was, like, trying to be a reality yes, star? yeah. Oh, my so, gosh. Hey, I can't believe oh, you yeah. witnessed so, this. So it was, it was crazy because he was just like, if you ever need anybody coming in, you join me. And I was like, oh, God. I'm like, don't show this, please. Like, I don't want to be on your show. I was like, this is the end of my career. And uh, You're like, I did not sign a waiver yeah, for this. I did not sign a waiver. I don't want to do this. But the, the crew was behind them filming them. And I was like, ah, that's kind of odd. You know, was that the Netflix crew? That was the Netflix crew filming his crew. Filming his crew. Oh my god! And I'm seeing all this stuff. And Why didn't we see you on I Tiger know, King? I know, right? All that video was the one they talk about, like all this video getting trashed, right? Like, so yeah, it all was like burned up in a fire and all that stuff because like they went crazy. While I was there, I actually saw the, his husband, the one that I actually did suicide. That by was so sad. I got to meet the guy because he he pulled up whenever I was there. I went to college in Oklahoma City, and I remember like my sorority sisters taking their littles to go meet the oh, baby. Yeah. Tigers. Yeah, yeah. And I remember I knew girls that modeled with the tigers, mm -hmm. like the big ones. Yeah. And I was like, hell no. Yeah. I am not about to be standing next yeah. to something that could kill me in and two then when seconds. I'm come back, I leave his place and I'm I'm on the phone with my buddy who is a, a game warden. And I was like, Man, I just love Joe's. So I got to work on a tiger. And he's like, Oh, really? He's like, All right, cool, man. That's that's awesome. And and I was like, Were you evidently a snitch? So so I get a call from him. Are like you the whistleblower? A nah, little, no, no, he was already in trouble. So I get a call like a day later and it's my buddy and he's like, Dr. Whitley, I need you to, uh, I need you to meet me at this location at this time. And I was like, yeah, but I won't say his name, but I was like, what, like, what do you like? What? And he's like, no, Dr. Whitley, I need you to meet me at this location at this time. I show up and he's like, Dr. Whitley, this is special agent, blah, 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 of the FBI. <gasps> and they're like, so we just want to know everything that's going on. And, uh, the FBI interviewed yes. you about yeah, Joe so, Exotic. Yeah. So he was under investigation at the time. And my buddy was a game warden who was working with the FBI on the case. And so they wanted to know everything. And I said, well, Joe said he I had to fix his tiger. He'd end up shooting it. Go, okay, <gasps> well, we want you to make contact. So they give me my phone. And they're like, okay, we want you to go ahead and call him right here on speaker. And so I call and I'm like, hey, like this is Dr. Willie. And I'm just calling to check in on that tiger. Oh, you don't need to worry about it. Joe took care of it. Joe took care of it. Yeah, hey, well, you don't got to worry about it. And I'm like, okay, that's all we needed. Oh my God. I was like, oh shoot. Yeah. So literally. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> he is like in the video, he is like off in the background, like in the pit with the tiger, like when they're digging him up and he's oh, there. Oh, that part. Yeah. He's there. Wow. And he's like, he's in the midst of it. My small part was the whole. So you contributed. There and you contributed a little, little bit. Little, little I, bit. Okay. I'm just curious why you haven't done a story time on TikTok I about did, this. I don't know. Because it's like, in the beginning, I didn't want to be associated with it. Right. Because it was like riding the coattails of this crazy story. Yeah. But the story's not over yet. I don't want to be necessarily involved in that. So well, now everyone knows everybody because knows, of this yeah. podcast. Yeah. So um, exclusive content. Yeah, exactly. Well, the, my buddy was at my wedding at my as my like best man, and he straight up tells everybody that story. And like, you were like, and I was great. Like, well, if he said it, I can say it now because he let the cat out of the bag. So I was like, okay, cool. He um, let the tiger out of the, the bag. tiger out of the bag. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh my gosh, oh, I can't believe that. Yeah. That's oh, wild. I, I have done. I thought we were just going to talk about TikTok. Oh, yeah. I didn't know I was going to get exclusive well, I mean, Tiger video. King. Yeah. yeah, exclusive Tiger King inside scoop. 
Wow. Yeah. That was a year ago. It's a good so, story. Though. Oh, it's, yeah, it's kind of neat. That backtracks to the, the permission, right? So mm-hmm. I have to have permission to work on everybody's animals. I have to have permission, especially like these cool animals I get to work on. Like I get to work on a bear or, or a lion or whatever. And it's That's like, I really insane. want to show the world that, but I can't because I'm not allowed to own that footage. So we've kind of taken it upon ourselves to like film other private owners. Mm-hmm. And Oklahoma and Texas have a massive amount of private owners of like exotics. Yeah. So if they're willing to let us film great but because of the stuff with a lot of them are it's very gone. pulled back yeah that's like, not surprising yeah they, they're like we don't know filming here at our facility so I'm you're like, going to be okay. collaborating with carol baskin anytime soon no actually i i would i, I mean if she asked me to come work on them you i would, totally would yeah yeah i mean like i'd love to i'd love to so carol if you're listening <laughs> yeah exactly yeah i'll come work on your tigers i i, I want to work on like there are celebrities right that have this huge following they can they can show more about what we do uh they can go okay well you know Mike Tyson, hey, come work on my tigers, whatever. And, and then with that, one, we're providing better care for an animal, but two, we're able to take that and they go, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I use an animal chiropractor. I use a chiropractor in general. It like and normalizes then, it more, exactly. like popularizes it. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a, it seems almost like a taboo thing. Mm-hmm. And then whenever they see me actually do it or they see the results in the animal, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, that's normal. Yeah. That's like, should be a normal thing. And Just video like is like the best medium for showing that. Like, oh, yeah. I think social media has, given a lot more light to chiropractics too, because I mean, I've gone to chiropractor since I was like a kid from dancing, but it's yeah. not something like the a person typically yeah. thinks of for right. treatment. So it definitely gets the concept of chiropractic right. out there. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I think we see like 11% of the population. And so mm. as chiropractors, and so that's 89% of the people in the world do not go to a chiropractor. And so it's like, yeah, definitely can normalize it to a point where even if we saw 50% of the population and, and we're not talking about like seeing them on a regular basis, we're just saying seeing them as like helping promote spinal health to some degree and at least 50% of the population, like how it could change the paradigm of like potential health or mm-hmm. again, like if you're looking at 11% of the population for chiropractic, how much of it is like a very, very small percentage. I'm seeing maybe 20 dogs a day or on like a, a an off day where I'm, where I'm going out and traveling, I may see 20 horses or something. And so I'm seeing a very small number of the amount of animals that are actually in the world too. So yeah, if we could normalize it, I think it would be phenomenal just as a, just something else that you can see. Another option. Yeah. One thing that I feel like a lot of people in service-based industries and in even medical fields, I can't provide this service over the internet. It doesn't seem like a good investment of their time on social media. What advice would you give to other people in your field that are thinking about diving into more social media content creation, but yeah. aren't sure where to start. Yeah. So, I mean, if you do something that nobody really knows about, then how are you expecting people to know of you and find you anyway? So like with what we do, we're service-based and we're here in Oklahoma, but our, what we're doing is helping other people that are in the field of what we're doing. So like we're posting videos and then because of that, people are going, I need to go see a chiropractor. Well, that may boost they're, they're somebody seeing it in a different area, right? So you're boosting somebody else's business. But at the same time, if you're if you're specializing in something, people are going to want to come to you or they're going to know if somebody might be in your area mm-hmm. then they can refer to you. And, and it 100% depends on what they're doing. But it's kind of like a rising tide raises all boats. So like all boats will float higher as, as this tide rises. So the more 
business that is in a certain area. For some reason, I'm thinking like tumblers. I feel like 15 people on TikTok create tumblers and one person gets a really great video. Maybe it shovels people over into those other yeah. areas. And then because of that, everyone's business starts to increase because of your one great video. Yeah. That's so. one of my goals with this podcast is to help creators that maybe don't have a background in business or yeah. marketing. So they're not really sure how to market themselves. And I want to see other creators be able to make more money because right. There's such a secretive aspect of being a content creator and it yeah. definitely shouldn't be like that. Like right. we can all rise together and right. be able to help each other and it actually benefits all of us and then right. we can make a little bit more dough from it. Oh, 100%. And what would you do differently if you went back and started over today with social media knowing what you know now? I, I think I would have put together a team a lot sooner. I tried doing it in a way that was the most cost effective for me, but yet it, it wasn't. It was kind of like, you can have a job done and you can have it done mediocre, but then you're going to have to tear that job out and then have somebody that really knows what they're doing come in and fix it. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to say that my, my previous, the people that previously worked for me did, did a bad job. It's just the level at which we're doing stuff now. If we would have been doing that from the beginning, where would we be now? Right. And so it's the don't skimp on the amount of knowledge that somebody might have. If you're not somebody who is in depth in social media, your knowledge on it's very small. So why not hire a professional that can help you along, it's 100% worth it. Yeah, so. that's one thing I do feel like people are starting to take advantage of is seeing people have expertise in these areas and leaning on them to build a team and not have to do it all themselves. Because I think there is this pressure as like entrepreneurs or as business owners to like, do everything yourself, but it's yeah. so much better to bring in people that are experts. It might cost you more in the short term, but in the long term, it's going to benefit. Oh yeah, not not just benefit your 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 wallet, but also benefit you in, in terms of stress. Yeah. The amount of stress oh, yeah. it takes to, to run something. It's not like with this. your time sometimes. No, like, no, not at all. To become an expert in something that you don't need to be an expert in. Exactly. So like with me personally, I'm a business owner, but I'm also the doctor, but I'm also the social media creator, but I'm also this and this and this and this. And at the end of the day, you lose who you are because you're so busy. And as mm -hmm. you rise in your business, you realize that you have to start delegating. And if you don't delegate, you eventually will burn out. Yes. And so I burnt out very quickly because I didn't have that delegation. And as soon as I had that delegation, oh my gosh, I have time. I don't even know how many followers I have because it, not because I'm like, oh, I don't know how many it's, it's, I don't have to pay attention to it because I'm able to live my life and I'm able to enjoy it, but I'm not so in depth in it that I, I, I think about every number and, yes. and knowing, oh, I lost a follower today and freaking out about it. I don't care. I don't have to worry about it anymore. Right. I let them stress about it. They give me the, the numbers. We talk about it. They can it. give you the cliff notes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I just kind of oversee what they do to an extent and make sure that, we're still on the right track, that they're following the vision that I have for my office, the vision that I have for my content, and that everything's running smooth. But yeah, I mean, the stress, it's been phenomenal taking that stress away. Yeah, we hear that across the board. Almost in every interview is sometimes you put way too much pressure on yourself. You're trying to produce it too high a level. Right. You need to bring on an editor. You need to take right. a break. Like there's so many tools out there to help creators. So right. it's good to see how you've been able to integrate TikTok and not necessarily being an expert in it. You're right. bringing in people to help you, which is smart. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely trying. Somebody told me this a long time ago. Once you burn out, you're no good to anybody because you are so burnt out that it's like you've crashed so hard that now you have to have recoup time. And during that recoup time, you're not creating videos. That was my you're last year. That. that was my recoup time. Yes. We're back. Yeah. So, it, but it, you, you know what that's like. You, yeah. You're away for so long, but then that adds stress on you for being mm -hmm. away. And so your time that you should be resting because you've burnt yourself out. You're, you're stressed. You're stressed. Yeah, yeah. You're no good to anybody and you're stressed. So taking that and, and being able to delegate early 
versus burning out and then needing to delegate. I mean, it's, it's no different than work, taking a vacation every once in a while to make sure that you're rested to go back into work and be refreshed rather than waiting until you're completely burnt out. Now you need five vacations and then you need a vacation from your vacation. I don't know. That's kind of my, my look on it now, just because I want to live a long, happy life and be a little stress-free. Yeah. And that's the point. Like why be a content creator? Why build this platform if you can't enjoy it sometimes and like sit back and reap the benefits and not have to be stressed? Oh yeah. And you were talking about the burnout with, with like content creators. Like there's some that I absolutely enjoyed. I'm like, where did that person go? And it's like, yeah, they burnt out and their, their platform is gone. It's happening so frequently, like very often. What's crazy is I think like with YouTube and, and some of those other ones, they were, they were running really, really well. And the, the amount of content they had to create was once every once in a while. Whereas TikTok can be very often depending on what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And because of that, you, you're running a race that is constantly catching up to you and you're not able and to, you can't win. You can't win yeah. at all. So you can post 15 times a day and you still will not win. It creates that burnout. You burn yourself out. Yeah. One of the best pieces of advice I got about TikTok, people always ask like, what's the magic number? How many times a day are you supposed to post on TikTok? And TikTok themselves says post as often as you can create quality content. It doesn't necessarily mean like high quality production value. Right. It means it's quality information. It's right. quality entertainment. It's content that your followers already vibe with. If you can post as often as you create good content, then you're going to have consistency instead right. of just trying to get something out there because you're so burnt out yeah and and you see that a lot with creators where they they create really good content and then they try to catch up and try to post more and their content you can see the quality of their content just going going down yeah very quickly and it's it's really sad because I, I enjoy watching somebody and then it's like, wow, you're, I don't know if I want to watch this anymore. Yeah. And, and once every once in a while, they'll bring that content back, but, or they're known for something and then that dies down. So then they get, try to get known for something else and, and the content just isn't there. That's not why people follow you in the first place. I'm yeah. really glad you could come into the, yeah. the studio here. Why don't you let our listeners know where they can follow you? Yeah. So I'm on TikTok. It's Dr. Joran Whitley or Dr. Joran underscore Whitley or something like that. I think it's on Instagram. I keep getting posted to Snapchat, so we might as well jump on that one yeah. too. So one last, one last really cool thing. I'll actually be going to Africa at the end of next month to go work on like giraffes and lions and stuff like wild, wild animals. So we're going to be going in and teaching veterinarians how to adjust animals, but they work with wild animals that they have to like dart for health reasons. Mm. And so like conservationist type right, stuff. Exactly. So they're going to dart these animals for doing research. And then we're going to be going and working on this giraffe or whatever That's it is. insane. Yeah. Well, so. if you guys want to see some yeah. cool content yeah. of chiropractics on exotic animals, make sure you guys check out Dr. Whitley on TikTok and Instagram. And I will link his information in the show notes. Thank you so much for pushing play today. That's it for this week's episode. Remember to subscribe and leave us a rating or review if you liked what you heard. We would love to hear from you. Be sure to connect with us on Instagram and TikTok and join our exclusive Facebook community group for more support and guidance as you grow. I'm your host, Victoria Jameson, and I'll see you next week for another episode of TikTok Radio.